Hi there, you're listening to the Spirit Room Podcast with me, psychic medium and mentor, Melissa White. This show is for developing mediums, budding intuitives, and those who just find themselves curious about spirit and the afterlife. I'll share my experiences with you working with spirit as a professional medium for over a decade. I'll also interview people that I find brilliant and fascinating and provide you with some insight into how you can live this life to the fullest, knowing that there is so much more available to us than what meets the human eye. So I invite you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's just see what spirit has in store for us today. Welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host, and I'm here today with a very lovely and special guest. Her name is Joanne Richard, and she's a retired educator with a lifelong dedication to nurturing minds, a passionate artist and a psychic medium, finding inspiration in the unseen and expressing it through art. And she's a proud parent of three children and grandparent to eight wonderful grandchildren. So welcome, Joanne. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Melissa. So excited to talk to you today. Yeah, this is going to be great. I really, really feel like there's so many things that we can discuss today that are going to be helpful for people as we come into the holiday season. And we'll touch on all kinds of things to do with grief and working with spirit. So yes, thank you so much. First, tell us where you're calling from. I am calling from sunny little Soyuz, British Columbia, Canada. Amazing. A beautiful, beautiful place. How long have you guys been there? We retired and came here about six years ago from uh, Delta. I see. I see. So quite a change, actually, I would say, like, in many ways, as far as pace of life. But there's something really special and really mystical, I think, about a Soyuz. Like, you can feel it when you're there. Correct. Yeah, it's it's it was a vacation place for us for many years. And we just decided to make it a a home for us. And we were lucky enough to get a a little vineyard that we look after. So going from suburbia city life to living on a vineyard was quite a big change with a lot of a lot of physical and farm type work. But we love it. We absolutely love it. Amazing. Wow. And remind me because I feel like when I think back, it's been a few years since we've known each other, but do you know, do you know how, how we came to know each other? Do you remember? Um, yes. Well, actually my daughter, Christina and Amanda, they followed you on Facebook and they said, mom, you've really got to check out Melissa. She's amazing. And they've had readings with you and that sort of thing. And I thought started to follow you and you had done a really cool guess what's in the bag sort of thing on one of your lives. And you said, what's in the bag? And I, and I guessed it right. It was sunglasses. Like, what are the chances? Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is really cool. And so I, I decided that um, when I realized you were offering courses on mediumship, I was blown away. Uh, I had no idea you could even do such a thing and that uh, I would be capable of being medium myself. Mm -hmm. So I looked into it and I took your three month course. And I also took a workshop in the May of that year, I believe was a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. and really wanted to meet you in person, the real person instead of on zoom. Mm -hmm. And I met you in white rock and did the workshop with you. And I was lucky enough to be able to participate in a group setting and breathing through some spirits. And it was just blew my mind. It was simply amazing. 
Yeah. Well, I was, I remember thinking like how, how courageous it was, you know, that you, that you volunteered to do it because it was a bigger group. I think at least 20, 25 people or something like that, which is, you know, in all fairness, that is a really big leap of faith because we never know what's going to happen, who's going to come through. And so I feel like spirit was really nudging you like to, to do that. And then it was amazing when you did it because there was details and specifics, you know, even like things that you were seeing that turned out to be accurate, but then also just the the emotion and the other stuff that was coming through was very, like, very accurate. And I think life-changing for you to recognize like, oh, this is real, like you really can do this. Um, there's no coincidence that, you know, you were getting all that information, but then also for the person receiving that, right. To like have that validated. So that was, yeah, I remember that being a very powerful experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I have a very fond memories of that day. Mm -hmm. And what was really amazing was after at the end of the day, uh, one of the, the ladies came up to me and asked me to describe a little bit more detail of what this fella in spirit was wearing and I gave her the details of his uniform mm. and she started to cry and I'm like can I give you a hug because <laughs> mm. it, it just felt amazing to be able to help her to heal to know that he was okay yeah and that um it, it was amazing for me and, and if I can help people heal that's that's what I want mm -hmm. yeah it is it is phenomenal like I think that when we look at mediumship and of course you know we can get really caught up in all of the development and we, we always want to like keep growing and learning, which is such a good thing. But I think sometimes we have to sit back and recognize, wow, like every time we make that connection for someone, that is such a huge miracle. Like it's not just something to be taken for granted. You know, like, oh yeah, of course, like, you know, it's an ability that we have. It is so powerful. So yeah, I, I can totally say that when you have those moments with someone else, like that kind of satisfaction. Yeah, there, I can't think of a ton of other ways that you could touch someone's soul as deeply, you know, like there's just something about mediumship that really does offer something unique, right? It, so it does. it's the whole thing. All right. So there's so many things that I want to touch on, but I always seem to start with people around like, your spiritual awakening now sometimes I say how did it start and I recognize it starts basically like when we're born <laughs> you know basically our whole life is pretty much a spiritual awakening but I guess the question is when did you really start to notice or like can you look back on life and say oh yeah there was times now that you recognize you were connecting with spirit you might just not have known it Yes, I, I really did a lot of reflecting with this recently. And when I think back, I remember when my grandfather passed, I was about 18, and being so upset and not really understanding still, even at 18 years old, what death was all about. And I remember being very upset. It was in my brother's place. And it was after his funeral, thinking, Oh, I wish you were here. I wish I could talk to you. And I could literally hear his voice that he was okay. And I felt his presence. And so that was one of the first things I thought that I had seen him walking down the hallway at my brother's place. Wow. So I thought, Oh, wow, that's amazing. But what do we do with this? I mean, is it real? That sort of thing? Yeah. And then over the years, there was all kinds of different things. 
with losing people. But I think the most sort of spiritual awakening, I guess you would call it, would be when my brother passed away. Mm-hmm. And that was a very traumatic event for my entire family. And um, it was sudden. He was only 55. We all took it so hard. We were always trying to be there for each other. But it was a very difficult time for my entire family, especially his kids and his wife. And I had I said to him the day he passed, show me a sign, show me a sign. And I, I swear that I could see him right next to me. In fact, I saw him all everywhere, everybody every man about his age seemed to look like him. So it was really like my mind was playing tricks on me or what it was, but I think he was just sort of hanging around to remind me that he's still with me. And his sign, as you want to always, you always want to see something that reminds you of that person. His sign was, he said, okay, come on. Like we used to joke around a lot. We called each other once a week. We didn't live in the same city and he would be upset if I didn't call him back. So he would joke around with me a lot. And he said, come on, you idiot. It's the Eagles. And I mean, what What do you mean the Eagles? And he said, the Eagles, the band, mm-hmm. come on. And I like, I could literally hear his voice saying this to me. And I thought, oh my gosh, what's going on here? But literally I see Eagles all the time that the physical bird Eagles, but his band was favorite was the Eagles. So that was a real sort of amazing thing that I'd heard. But there's a lot of signs along the way. I'm not sure if I should delve into it yet about what I've seen since. Ah, for sure, because I know there's been amazing ones. Right. Recently, um, on the day of his passing, he, um, we were to spread his ashes after 10 years. And my family was invited to go and and with the kids, his kids and wife to go and spread his ashes. And so um, my brothers couldn't make it. Unfortunately, my sister couldn't either. So it was me. And I unexpectedly was asked to spread the ashes. And we climbed to the top of this bit of a mountain, not not too high, but it was high enough for this beautiful, beautiful sight of the lake in the Okanagan. And we spread, I spread his ashes. Uh, it was an amazing feeling. It was a, a wonderful release for everybody to let him go. Mm-hmm. And the most interesting and most amazing thing, which blows my mind to this day, is that after I spread the ashes, I look down into where some of the ashes had spread on the ground. Yeah. I looked down and I saw an imprint of a heart yeah. within the ashes. And I, I have a photograph of it and I have it on my website. And it's just, it's amazing. Just amazing. Another photograph that one of the people that were there took of the scene of the top of the hill looking out into the uh, lake and you can see it looks like the ashes are going into the water it's not physically hot but just that look but you can also see within that photograph another heart and then after this <laughs> we we were all amazed we took pictures etc cetera, etc cetera. we turn around I look around I look on the ground and I picked up a rock that was a heart rock yeah. so it just it was just amazing to be able to see these kinds of things that it was like he's definitely here he's definitely around so that that just warms my heart to know that he's he's around they're always around us it's just looking for the signs that we don't really know about mm-hmm. and exploring that yeah and i would imagine too for you now that you've you know spent this time like working with your mediumship and developing it that experience of spreading the ashes i bet that you actually 
felt like felt his presence so much more maybe than you would have say a couple years ago even right so that sort of awareness of oh that's what it is like he's right here with us yes definitely it was it was very uplifting I've gathered my strength through my sister-in-law and her kids and my family all my family my partner and Randy and people have been so supportive and so wonderful but I definitely did feel like a shift Mm-hmm. especially at, at that moment and I was very honored to be able to spread the ashes because nobody else my other siblings weren't there but I was very honored to be able to do that but I I was kind of taken off guard so I was like oh I don't know how to do this and you know you see all the photo the videos of people getting it blown in their face yes. and it did happen <laughs> a little bit so it would and I made a joke at that time and that's when I felt him coming through me yes. to make it light a lighter situation yeah I swear they do that they do that with the ashes they'll do that in readings too I know that you've seen this too where it's like it's getting pretty intense or it's getting a bit heavy it's getting a bit like challenging say for the the person the sitter and all of a sudden the spirit will come up with something hilarious or come up with something just kind of like bring a bit of levity just to kind of like ease the the energy so they're pretty I think they're pretty masterful when it comes to knowing like when to do what, when to say what, or when to orchestrate something like that. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm trying to remember the line that he gave me to say, and it was like, oh, this is so him. This is exactly what he would say. Just, you know, just get rid of these things. Just yeah. get rid of the ashes, you know, let's just get this going and move on. And yeah. it was a wonderful experience. And I didn't think it would be that way. So it was, I would encourage people to be part of that. Um, if possible, it's, it was, um, very uplifting and to be around family again as well. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And I know even in class, like when people bring your brother through, oftentimes I think they do even talk about the, the Eagles. Yes, they do. Bring it up. So it's like, it's not just something that you've received. It's also something that other people have picked up on, like when they connect with him, which I think is so validating. And it's cool too. Like, I always think, okay, with classes and mentorship, yes, you're developing your own skills and that's really worthwhile. But part of it that I think is really also really excellent is that you also get some healing in return. So anytime we practice and you've got your loved ones, of course, they're going to be wanting to come through and they want to, you know, they want to help us practice the messages, the connections, like all that stuff that I think keeps us going. That's like such an inspiration every, you know, every week. It is. It is so healing with the suffering and pain that I went through. I actually ended up with a heart condition. I was just so devastated and so upset. I didn't know how to handle grief. I went to counseling, which was really good. I would encourage people to do that. And what I was told by a counselor as well as my sister was, I talk to them all the time. They're always around you. And I didn't really get that even, you know, 10 years ago. And I was like, okay, but I've learned that you can do that. You can talk to them. You can bring them when you go for walks. You can ask them questions. You can actually meditate and go to the last wonderful place you were together and sit down and have a chat with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, it is. It's developing a, a new and different kind of relationship with them, which I think sometimes feels daunting for people because they don't know where to start. 
but it I always want to tell people that it is as simple as your intention right so just just talking to them like you're saying and then sometimes people get really frustrated because they're like yeah well I can talk to them but I want to hear them you know I want to hear back from them and that part of course that takes time and some dedication but I do think like obviously it's not everyone's purpose to be a medium to read for other people you know but I do think it's possible for most everyone to be able to have that connection with their own loved ones right so that I think just involves a bit of patience and setting aside the time not I think sometimes our expectations are so high when it comes to spirit. Like we want what we want. We want it. Like when you're grieving, sometimes it does feel that way. Like you get kind of like desperate for that connection. Yes. But yes. the more, you know, you're able to relax and I think just allow things to unfold, they, you, you will start to have that sort of feedback from them as well. And I know, okay, so for you with your your brother you did the grief counseling and you developed a you know an ability to like you know speak to him I know you've also got mom and dad in spirit can you share a bit about like how you have developed a bit of a different relationship with them since they've been in spirit I would definitely say that it's more of a spiritual one I was raised catholic I still believe in God, and, but I also believe in the universe. I would call myself more spiritual. And um, I think through me and through doing courses, it really has helped me to have that connection with them. So the relationship is that such that they're more my guides. So I can go to them at any time. Then My dad is always on my left shoulder cheering me on through readings. It's very interesting. <laughs> I can always feel his warm presence around. My mom is more laid back like she always was in in uh, in the real world. <laughs> and my brother comes and goes. He comes and goes a lot. I know that he's probably with his family, but it is it's a very interesting relationship and it's I think it's even closer and I I really I'm so happy to know that they're around me. Yeah, it is a, an interesting thing that I started to recognize after a while of doing readings, that in some cases, even in many cases, people can actually have an even closer bond an even closer connection to someone that's passed because in the physical world, we have all kinds of stressors, we have complication I mean it's complicated being human the ego gets in the way sometimes there's all kinds of things that we experience as challenges here and then when they get to spirit obviously like they leave the that human stuff behind and it becomes that spiritual relationship that you're talking about and all of a sudden there's that closeness but there's also the fact that they can be with us whenever they choose you know so it's not as though like I've had clients that have had, you know, family that lived, say, like in England or something, and they live here in Canada, and they didn't get to see their family that often physically when they were physically alive. And then once they passed a spirit, all of a sudden their loved one, like say their mom or whatever, she's tickled pink because she gets to come and visit all the time. And she, there's no barrier. There's no limits. Mm -hmm. there's, there's this ease. So it's, nothing replaces the physical person, but certainly there are beautiful 
experiences to be had in the spiritual form too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's comforting, I think, to just recognize. The other thing I wanted to ask about is as far as like ways that you might honor your parents and your brother, especially not only during the holidays, but as we're heading into that season, I think it might be helpful for people to hear about that. So is there any ways that you could share that you kind of do honor them? Definitely. It's a great question. With Christmas around, I know it can be really difficult for people, but what I do and with my family, especially uh, Randy, my partner, we honor them on their birthdays and the day that they've passed by having a cheers for them. (laughs) And it might sound kind of funny, but it, it just, it's honoring, honoring them by saying, okay, we're going to have, you know, a, uh, a rum and a rye Coke or something that they loved a glass of wine to honor them or something like that. But also we talk about them. I always, I remember speaking to a lady who lost someone very close to her and I, and she didn't know how to handle it. And I said, keep his spirit alive by talking about him. Mm-hmm. And that's something that as a family, we were, we had trouble doing because we're so hurt so deeply, but we, it's easier now. And we talk about times and things, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the wonderful things about family members that have passed, but we talk about what they used to do and also carrying on their traditions. I started to run half marathons half corked marathons and also foam fests and all those sorts of things. Like my brother used to do half marathons, but I could only do once in a while, but he was amazing with a runner. And that was, he lived every day, like it was last. So I'm trying to continue that myself as well as my mom used to bake bread. So I'm learning how to bake bread. So carrying on their tradition, because you're thinking and you're, you're, you're communicating with them in a way when you're actually doing these physical things mm-hmm. and it's a great connection with them. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think too, it is this real, it is an honor to them because they, not only they see you doing that, there is this energetic connection that they're almost giving you this energy. Like, yeah, you can do it. You know, there's such an encouragement with that. And it does, it keeps their, it keeps them alive here with us too, you know? So it's, it's definitely helpful and a beautiful thing. It's a very, I imagine myself, you know, oftentimes like how I would feel as the spirit person. And I think if I saw my loved one doing something like that, especially if it's not easy for them, you know, like Mm -hmm. I imagine myself and I'm like, okay, if I was going to do this half marathon, like that would be a little challenging. But if I, if I, like saw from spirit my loved one doing that even though it wasn't easy but they were doing it in my honor and my you know in because of me I would feel so touched by that so I know that Mm -hmm. that you know that makes them extremely definitely running half marathons not my cup of tea actually he did marathons so (laughs) and breaking bread I've been trying lately it's not been very successful and my dad he's the one that's on my shoulder all the time cheering me on so it's honoring them is just, it's, it's a beautiful thing to, to feel that way. And it definitely, I love the connection that I'm feeling. Yeah. I think it can be simple too. You know, the lighting of a candle for them is something that's so easy and mm-hmm. it doesn't take much. Everyone's got, you know, has a candle or you can get a candle. I like having one that's specifically for my loved ones in spirit. And so when I light it, it's always with this intention that I'm just, 
like thinking of them, sometimes communicating, like, you know, saying things to them or sending them thoughts and, and energy. And then it's just a very healing thing to do. And it all really comes down to it's your intention, right? So because you're intending to make that connection, that's what happens. I think the talking about them is really important too. And that is tough because I've noticed in families, like it's true, everyone does take it differently when there's loss. And also not everyone feels comfortable like speaking about their tender emotions. Like that's not something that's easy for everybody. So Mm. like if one person can kind of get the ball rolling, I find that it kind of gives other people permission to maybe do it too. And stories told and memories. That's a, I think you, you know, even just like at the, even at Christmas dinner or something, you could all just say a memory of, you know, someone in spirit that you, that you hold, you know, close to you. That could be really, I think that could be really beautiful. Yeah, it can. Uh, I love the idea of the candle. That's such a simple and wonderful idea to honor them. And that's their candle. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Christmas, I mean, Thanksgiving, you're also thanking, you know, what are you most thankful for? Well, Christmas time would be great to talk about those people that you love so much. And it breaks that barrier mm-hmm. of that um, feeling uncomfortable about talking about that person. And I know it's hard for a lot of people. And it's still hard for us today, even 10 years later. But I think that in the end, it 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 does help you. It's kind of like a therapy, a mini mm-hmm. therapy. Yeah, because you're at the end of the day, you're going to feel the grief anyway. You know, whether you speak about it or not, you're still going to feel it. I think for some people, they're uncomfortable because they don't want to start crying. They feel like if they start crying, they might not stop. You know, so I get that. Mm -hmm. But if you could release it a little bit at a time, maybe that would, you know, be a good thing. I think it's important too. I was thinking about this for this Christmas. I'm doing a gift for my parents where I'm getting all the their grandkids, so like my kids and then my brother's three kids. I'm interviewing each of them separately and asking them some questions about my mom and dad, their favorite memories, what they appreciate about them, what they've learned from them, like that kind of stuff. I love that. Yeah, so I'm going to write it all out for them. And then I'm going to put like a picture of each one of them and, you know, make something. I don't know how I'm going to put it together just yet. but the reason I thought this would be cool is that it's the kind of thing that, yes, we want to honor our loved ones in spirit, but I also think it's so important to honor them while they're here too, you know, like show them that because I thought about this too. I, I think it's because now having done so many readings, it's become very clear to me that there are a lot of people that wish they would have said certain things to their people while they were here. And we don't always know. We don't always have a, a, a warning, you know, when, someone that might be the last conversation we don't know and so I I remember a couple years ago for my mom Mother's Day like my mom does not my parents don't don't ever want us to buy them anything they are not people that like want gifts they they, they're not at all like they will never if I say oh what do you need or what do you want they will never say anything they'll just be like nothing we just want a nice card you know that's how they are so Mother's Day I was like okay well there's no point in getting her really like buying her anything because she doesn't really want anything. But I thought, why don't I just write her? So I wrote her a letter and I basically just told her all of those things. And I like that I've always thought, but just never, I guess, really expressed. And I thought about it. And the reason it, I was nudged to do it is because I realized there are too many people that lose someone that they love and they 
they didn't get that opportunity. Now, obviously you can still tell them even when they're in spirit and that's fine. But I just figured, no, I think it's important to speak it here too. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree. And you just sparked a memory for me from last year. I had a milestone birthday and my daughters put together and my son video series of all my friends, all my kids and grandkids telling me, you know, what their thoughts and memories and that sort of thing together in one big long video. And they presented it. Um, we had gone to the island for my birthday and it was absolutely, it was heart wrenching. It was beautiful. So it's so nice to hear those things now. Yes. when we're here right it's so important great ideas for christmas time doesn't yeah. cost anything well that's the thing it's really, worth a million yeah and it's so meaningful i i think yes. life you know can be really overwhelming at times and sometimes we don't even recognize how much we might need to be reminded of like that or our influence or our effect maybe that we've had on people like i think sometimes we take it for granted, like, oh, yeah, of course they know, you know, they know how I feel. But it's like, no, sometimes people really do need to hear. Yes. 100% agreed. Yes, definitely. So okay, so those are some good, good ideas. What do you think has been the most helpful thing that you've done for yourself throughout your journey with grief? Mm. Spending more time with family is, is a huge thing. And as I mentioned before, living for the day, like my brother definitely lived for the day. I learned that through him. Yeah. And, and meditating and being grounded. Mm -hmm. I've learned meditation has been amazing for me. It takes me to other places. It It's very healing. There's healing guided meditations. There's all kinds of meditations that you could do pretty much anything. My love for it is to be able to go anywhere, anytime. Mm -hmm. And I started a meditation every Sunday nights on my pages, Facebook and Instagram. And my goal was to give people some relaxation before they start their week mm -hmm. so that they could get through. And I've had so much wonderful feedback, but I, I really love doing the meditation. I started a couple years ago, believe it or not. And I just, it's skyrocketed for me. It's, it's, um, it's been amazing. And then getting grounded. It's um, being out in nature Mm -hmm. it recharges you. I just, I love going for walks. We walk all over the place, hikes. We do all kinds of different things, but being out away from your phone mm -hmm. and from, even if it's from other people or by yourself or with someone else, it's, and being with my family, hiking is amazing. It uh, creates a lot of wonderful conversation. That's so. beautiful. I love all of that. And that is so true. Meditation is one of the most nurturing things I think you can do for yourself and again, it costs nothing. Like you you don't need any special equipment. And I think what stops people is that sometimes it's daunting to be with their, alone with their own selves. You know, like sometimes that can be hard. But if you can kind of do it even in baby steps, it doesn't have to be like an, an hour every day. It could even be just like five minutes. Mm -hmm. It can be a guided meditation it could be a walking meditation it could be you just lay in your bed and you just listen to some beautiful music or it could be a mantra meditation like there's there's so many different ways and so I always just want people to know that it doesn't have to be rigid and it doesn't have to be one thing it can be whatever you want it to be but the whole point is that you're giving your soul a chance to be like held you're giving yourself a chance to actually 
relax, but also it's an opening that you kind of give to spirit to come closer to you because you're, you're be able to focus and, and discipline. You will learn through meditation to discipline your mind, right? Which is what's needed for that connection. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful. Um, what about working with spirit? Like what are some of your favorite things about working with spirit? I think um, working with spirit is the connection you make with your sitter, which is the person that you are reading for and spirit and the universe. It's, I find that it's, it's so uplifting and being able to give people a feeling of peace mm. and healing is it's, I don't know. It's, it's a really amazing feeling. What I love about mediumship is the the evidence. Mm. I mean, I don't, think I would be doing this unless there was evidence and the things that I have found through the my readings as well as in class readings that I do and people do for me it blows my mind they don't these people don't know me and I like we say we prefer to work with people we don't even know so that we can provide that for them and provide the healing my passion is to help people go through grief without as much pain as I did and if I can do that then I'm I'm definitely a healer because it gives me so much feeling of accomplishment to be able to help others to go through this process which we will all go through at some point in our lives and um, it's yeah I found my people (laughs) I found my people to work with in our classes Mm -hmm. and taking a couple years education with you has been amazing and these people they're wonderful they're trustworthy and if mediumship can help people to heal then I'm all for it it's it's an amazing amazing thing Mm, I love that and I think because you have experienced your own grief you've been to the depths of what that is about and what that's like of course it, it makes sense that we would want to like share that with someone else and it I I think it's so important to mention you know the grief doesn't go away because of the mediumship but it certainly does ease you know it eases things it allows you to recognize they're still with you and that feels so much more hopeful than they're just gone and that's it like there's nothing else like to me that's just the most like that's such a heartbreaking kind of way to feel like just that that they're just or that they're lost somewhere or you know there's all of these Mm -hmm. ideas people go through or have when they're grieving and so yeah being able to it's like you found something that's been healing for you and you just want to share it with someone else you know yes yes I wish I had had this 10 plus years ago when Mm -hmm. and especially when I lost my brother because it would have saved me so much pain and suffering for me and my family so it's yeah it it's always going forward so it's 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 a beautiful thing yeah it it really is I I think that there there's this team you know you've got these like team of helpers and loved ones we've all got groups of these beautiful amazing beings that are by our side rooting for us want the best for us and I just think, oh, it's such an, sometimes an untapped resource for people. You know, so many people don't recognize that actually they're so supported, you know, and, and especially when there's times in life where we don't feel that support necessarily from 
a whole lot of people here like humans mm-hmm. but to know that there's so many more beings that are are with us than we might even ever be able to understand you know so it's just mm-hmm. such a I think such a comfort to think of think yeah of. And to, to touch on that not having the support don't ever let anyone tell you how long to grieve how to grieve it's it's individual it's up to you and what you're going through you know as long as it, it doesn't consume you like it consumed me quite a bit but reach out because there are people that get it and that's so true and I I think sometimes people are well-meaning and they want to like make you feel better so they're like they're in a better place or you know they'll say things like these platitudes and it's like it's hard I think when you're going through it because that's not really helpful you know what I mean like we just we need to be given support to be able to just go through it and experience it. And I think to face the the pain of it too, like to actually feel that pain instead of always feeling like it's some kind of race to get over it or to get through the pain, you know? And it's like that, that pain is there for a reason. And, you know, when there is that deep, profound love, of course it makes sense that this is this is huge like there's there's that pain for that reason Mm -hmm. and you learn to cope with it you learn how to live with it yeah yeah and it does become sort of a new life I think because you can't go back to the person that you were before and so it is an opportunity for this sort of rebirth I think in our in yourself too like when you go through something like that it's such a process too. Yeah. And it's that the sort of the unknown process because we all go at different rates and different levels and we go up and down. And I remember thinking right after my brother passed away, it was like, why is the world continuing on around us? Like, don't people know that my brother just died and, and I can't handle this? Like, what's going on? Don't people know what's going on? And then you realize that life does keep moving. You know, everything around you is going to keep on going the same way that it was but your life is like a new beginning and learning how to cope and to live with that person, not physically here. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the tough part. I think is not hearing the voice and not hearing the, seeing the physical body. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That, and it's so true what you're saying, because I've noticed that for myself too, when, when there's a loss or when just if something traumatic occurs in life, I'll always notice that I look around me and everything looks different than it did before. And yet it's the same. It's like that my environment looks so different to me. And I'm like, how is this? Because you recognize you've, you've literally changed in an instant, like your, your whole being has changed. And I think that's scary, but it's also, it doesn't mean that it can't still be good. And that there's still going to, I think it's like a reminder to people that even when you're in the thick of it, that intensity and the heaviness won't last forever. So Mm -hmm. there will be a time when you will have joy again. I think that's important because it doesn't feel that way when you're in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you think, how can I ever be joyful, you know? That's right. And again, reach out that people that resonate with you that are, you know, either going through the same or have the same sort of feelings that you do. Mm -hmm. And, it does change. It morphs and it changes. And it's, it's amazing to finally start feeling like everything's going to be fine and they're okay. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, knowing that they're okay. And one thing that spirit does share with me, because I've thought about this before, and I've had people ask about it, where their loved one comes through, and they're joyful, they're like living an amazing afterlife, they're like, you know, living their best afterlife. And the loved one's like, well, that's nice. I'm not like, I'm having a real hard time. And what they've explained to me and how they've shown it to me is like, it's not that they don't grieve us or they don't miss us, but for them, their experience of time is so different. So Mm -hmm. they get to spirit and they recognize blink of an eye, they're going to see you again. They know that we're all going to join them. So for them, it's like they miss us, but it's like being on a holiday or something like they will see you in two weeks. Like that's how it kind of feels. Mm -hmm. So they're not sitting there distraught and worried because it's like, yeah, if you go on a holiday and you know that your family, say you go early, your family's going to meet you there in a week or two, you would miss them. But I think you could still enjoy your time. You'd be able to like enjoy your holiday because you know, oh, they're coming, you know? So Right. And they don't want you to be suffering for a long time. They, you know, like I've always said at my funeral, I want everybody to wear lots of bright colors and have a big dance party, mm-hmm. you know, celebrate the life. Right. And and have a little bit of a mourning process, but move on, moving on. You're, I'll always be with you in spirit. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it makes sense to, yeah, it makes sense to me to celebrate. Celebration of life is what really speaks to me because we should, we should celebrate this person and their life. Definitely. It's tough though. I think for, it's tough for people, I think, to see it from that point of view sometimes. Yes. What about, I know like, because you are an artist and you've got all of this creativity, what have you seen as far as like a parallel between developing your mediumship and then like your artistic kind of development? Like how do those, how are those similar? Do you think? That's such an interesting question. And what I have found the parallel to be is it's unplanned. Mm -hmm. My art is a lot of abstract art. That's when I have the most fun and it's freeing. I zone out and I go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I'm totally, I just do. I don't think I'm not in the conscious mind. I'm in my heart. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the same with spirit. Mm -hmm. Working with spirit is that... You're not working in your conscious conscious mind. You're working with your heart and you're digging deep and you're feeling that energy. And it's it's a really cool parallel. And to be able to just, if I look at my abstract art, I was like, okay, when how did I do that, right? And as well with spirit, it's the same sort of thing. Just don't think, just do. And whatever comes through is coming through from spirit. It's not your conscious mind. It's coming and you're speaking it. So of course you're connecting. but it's, um, you know, but also in the end, you're critiquing your work to see where you would enhance a little bit a- after you're done, as well as mediumship. You want to be able to present your mediumship professionally and, you know, sort of have a sequence. That, so you are learning in both. Um, you know, I've taken courses through art. I don't have a degree or anything. So I, I always say to people, don't get stuck on the letters behind your name. You don't have to take a ton of education for art although I have. So I, that's when in the end, when you critique a little bit, you might want to, or with commissioned art is where it's more specific, where you have to use your conscious mind more. But with mediumship, definitely development is like the biggest part of it for me. But when you're actually doing the mediumship, it's that freeing of letting go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could totally see that. The the connection with the creative process as well as working with spirit, because you're right, it's not something that can be rehearsed. <laughs> you know, like I always think of people say that they express themselves through, I don't know, say they're like a singer or something likely they'll have a song that's written and then they'll sing it they'll learn it they'll practice it and rehearse it and then when they go to perform it I mean it's the it's the thing that they've been rehearsing so they know the words they know what's coming next they've they've worked it that way with artistic expression when you're creating and then also within mediumship we can practice the skills, but we don't ever know what's going to be said. We don't know who's going to step forward. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the next word is even going to be until it's out of come, like, coming out of our mouth. So that's a very scary proposition for a lot of people because I find that lots of us want to be as prepared as possible and we try to control the circumstances as much as we can in in every way right so like it's it's important for so many of us to be like get it right and do a great job and there's so much pressure with that with mediumship you do learn and I think you can attest to this that like you can't even you can't control so much of it like there's very little that's really in our control at the end of the day so you have to surrender and you have to take this like leap of faith And I think that's what's required also probably through your art as well. Yes, I love that. I love the word that you use, surrender. I was going to say, and it's that like starting off as an artist is letting go. Yeah. Letting go of expectations. And, you know, it's it's a passion. And and, uh, especially like mediumship is just such a passion for me that because of my experiences and because of healing, and helping people to heal. If I'm helping people heal, it helps me to heal as well. And that's 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 mostly it. Is it's a, a passion to help people to move forward. Well, it's it's a process. Yeah, and I think with people who are brave enough to do it, and brave enough to be artists, and brave enough to be creative people, and and to do something to you're sort of burying your soul. You're really you're putting yourself out there. Thank God, like bless all the people who are willing to do it. Because if nobody was, if none of us were willing to be brave like that, I think the world would be a very different place. I think we'd lack so much healing, but I think we'd also lack so much beauty. Like people tend to almost act like art is almost like some kind of like non-essential kind of thing, like, or like a, a luxury, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. When actually, even if we look at like the darkest times in our lives, like even the last couple of years in the world, the things that I feel like helped the most or the things that really I, I found a lot of comfort mm-hmm. in are things that inspired me. So somebody that wrote a beautiful poem and it lifted me up or somebody that created a beautiful piece of art. When I looked at it, it made me happy. It made me feel something music that people create and write that we you know we all can connect to movies stuff that makes us laugh stuff that like can connects us to back to ourselves all of that I think is essential I think that's like so healing all of those forms of expression and I think spirits involved in all of those you know you can't I can never say that like oh spirits not involved when somebody's writing an amazing like song or piece of music I feel like spirits like inspiring so much of that 
Mm -hmm. And that's interesting that you say about art as well, is that what my passion is for people to see a piece of my art, they stop, they don't say anything, they take a deep breath, and they they usually say that's beautiful, <laughs> but it's that's all I want. And it, even if they don't purchase something, it's like that they're sort of honoring that it stopped them in their tracks. They look at it and it took them away from whatever they were going through mm-hmm. and they can admire and and enjoy it. Yeah, it's I think it's the inspiration, you know, like we need people that are inspirers. We need people that can trust themselves enough to create and then also trust themselves enough to put it out there yes but people can be uplifted and can be moved by it you know that's that's yeah that's the similarities between mediumship and art is that there's unfortunately there's critics out there however it doesn't matter what you do for a living there's critics so because we're so we're such empaths we take it all personally but we have to step outside that and just not and let that go because it's our passion and it's what we love to do and there's no stopping no and I I always sort of think of it too that it's exactly right there no matter what you decide to do no matter how you put if you're putting yourself out there in any way and especially if you're doing something that's not necessarily like a mainstream or like as conventional, then the chances increase that there's going to be more people that have some pretty strong feelings or opinions about what you're doing or how you're doing it or whatever. But it it does it there's not much I think that you can do where you would be ensured that you wouldn't get criticism. Like it, it's like it does exist. And I think there are people that no matter what you do, no matter what you say, it would never be good enough anyway. So it's important, I think, just to like recognize that that we can't exactly what you said. We can't take that on and we certainly can't let that stop us from doing the good that we're doing because it reaches the people that it needs to reach. And it would be a disservice to those people and it'd be a disservice to spirit if we were just like, oh, I can't do this. I can't take, I can't take the the heat. So it is important, I think, yeah, to allow, allow that to almost like fuel you more. Like there's um a lyric. Oh, what song is this? It's a Taylor Swift song, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like something about she can build a castle with every brick they threw at every brick they throw at me. Oh, and that's what I always go back to is like. Now, when I'm faced with resistance or I'm faced with even, I mean, there's some pretty dark things that people will try to do and say, unfortunately. And when I'm faced with that, I always think like, I can use this. I can take this and it can fuel me forward. It's never going to like take me away from what I'm doing. It'll just keep pushing me forward. So I think that's a good thing to keep in mind for anyone who's doing anything that's a little bit putting yourself up. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Keep going forward. And it's interesting because just when you go through something like that, I always find then like magic, the next experience or the next person or the next thing, it's beautiful and amazing. And it's like spirit saying like, we know this is hard, but look, look, remind, they want to remind us all the time of the good. And I do encourage you guys to keep 
a file or a record or a journal of something of your miracles, like your moments that do inspire you, lift you up, the signs that you receive, the messages you receive. Beth, who you know, is my assistant and she has like a, a feel good file that she's kept for me of messages that I get where people are telling me things that have meant something to them or that, you know, I told them something in the reading and then it, they had an experience with it like a week later that was, you know, like it significant to them. And it's there in case the day is hard and I forget and I feel sorry for myself and it's there to be able to remind me, you know, so I can look and say, oh, wait a minute. Yes, this sucks, whatever this situation might be, but also there's all of these other moments. So I do, I I love that. It's almost like that analogy of in the darkness, there's always that crack of light Mm -hmm. or that's the silver lining and the the clouds. So there's always that light where that after a hard time, there's going to be some amazing things happen. And I love that journal idea. I'm going to start it right away. My daughters, actually, they send me notes all the time about what their kids say that blow your minds. I love hearing all that stuff because they're not going to be tiny for long and you're not going to hear, hear those kind of things forever. So that kind of a journal is amazing. I love that. My mom wrote that stuff down when we were kids and kept it in a, like in a, our baby books. So there are things like that where, and she said, she's so glad she did because you do forget, like you forget those things. And, um, it's one of those things she wrote some things down about my daughter when she was little too. And she sent them to me the other day and it's things that I completely forgot, completely forgot. So it's, yeah, those things are, I think it's important to have those reminders. Definitely. Definitely. Love it. What about advice for say someone who's just starting off, like just opening up to their intuition or maybe just wanting to start their development? Oh, go back, going back to being brave. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to let go of those inhibitions about what people think, mm-hmm. because it really doesn't matter. Again, back to, you know, you can do any kind of a job, a lawyer, doctor, teacher, and people will criticize whatever you want. So set up your boundaries and don't let those kind of people in They're toxic anyway. So you don't need them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's driven through passion and, it's sort of like when you're working full time and you don't know what whether that's really your job and are even better at than in the, within their job. You're lucky enough to be able to do mediumship full time as your job. But and some people are hockey players, whatever. I always think of, you know, wonderful that most of them love those type of jobs. But a lot of people go through it every day and this is, eh, this is kind of an OK job. What are you doing in your off time? So honing into those types of things and really putting your passion into that and you know letting go criticism Mm -hmm. and just do it yeah that's really good advice I and I think too it's so true like a lot of people get hung up on the idea that their job how they make their money has to be their passion and I think for some people yes like for me I, I I can do that I'm thankful for that but some people, it might not even be, it's like their job might be the thing that, yeah, pays their bills. And then when they are just in their downtime, living their life, you can devote your time to that thing that it does bring you that passion does bring you the, 
fulfillment. You know, it doesn't always have to be connected to your your job, you know, financially. It can be completely separate. But there's ways, I think there's ways to infuse light and a connection with spirit into your life, no matter what the circumstance. You know, it it is something that can be done with intention and it doesn't have to be complicated. So just be you. Don't be what other people want you to be. Be you. Yeah. That's a huge, that's huge. Definitely. Wonderful. Well, anything else you wanted to share before I let you go? Um, offhand, I can't think of much other than their belief that there is an afterlife. It, it has blown my mind, the evidence that I have found with learning mediumship and all the spirituality helping others. It's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing experience. And I hope that everyone can experience it at some time beautiful thank you so much where can people find you i have um instagram and facebook joanne's paul joanne paulette medium on instagram and joanne richard so paulette is my middle name joanne richard on facebook and also the best is probably my website paulettesartboutique.ca and you can find that there's a link on there to book any readings. And um, there's some of, some of my art on there as well. Beautiful. Fantastic. Well, I thank you for coming and sharing, you know, your heart with us. And also for just continuing to entrust me to help you and to kind of guide you through your development. It's been really, really fulfilling for me to see you grow and see you. Like, I, I can see that you've taken all of the things that I've offered, all the things that I've said and implemented them. So, you know, that dedication that you have, I think that you need to, yeah, you should be very proud of that. Thank you. It's wonderful to work with you and Melissa. You're amazing. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Um, And so we'll leave it there. But for those of you listening there, and you, if you are interested in your own development, I do have a new development circle for mediumship that's starting in January. It's going to be in Crescent Beach. It's called, the location is called Love of Avery Kind. Uh, it's a studio in Crescent Beach. And it's a three-month course, bi-weekly, and there's room still. So if people are interested or you would like more information, you can feel free to email me, melissawhitemedium at gmail.com. Also got Kean's Wish uh, Toy Drive, and that's an event happening December the 10th in Maple Ridge for those of you that are local. And I'll be delivering messages from Spirit for the audience. And registration is by donation of $33 and all of the proceeds go to Children's Hospice and Children's Hospital for toys for kids in hospice at Christmas. So that is, there's still some, a few tickets available for that. And I believe you're going to be there too, right, Joanne? I'm going to be there. I'm excited. Awesome. So we'll have Joanne giving some messages and then a few others as well from my class. Just to, I, I think it's important to give you guys the opportunity to work in that way, to give it a go, give it a, a try and also such a good cause. So thank you for, yeah, thank you for doing that. Otherwise, that's it. So sending you all lots of love, take good care and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium. 
or on Facebook, Psychic Medium, Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.